brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Coming up on episode 310 of Wheel Bearings, we've got the Genesis GV70 Electrified, the Honda Civic Type R, the Mazda Miata, the... um, is VW bringing an electric GTI to market? There's a new 2024 Toyota Land Cruiser and the Lexus RX 450h plug-in hybrid. Volvo stops selling cars in the UK. No more MX30s for Americans. Fisker shows off a bunch of new cars, some of which might even make it to market. The Concours d'Elegance is coming back to Midtown Detroit in mid-September. And we answer some questions about VW auto sticks and Porsche sportomatic transmissions. All that and more coming up next. This is episode 310 of Wheel Bearings. I'm Sam Abul Samad from Guidehouse Insights. I am Nicole Wakelin from the Road Reflected Podcast. And I'm Roberto Baldwin from Hot Cars and Top, top Speed. <laughs> Couldn't, like, couldn't remember the other one. I can, yeah. No, it's once you say hot cars, everything after that sounds like. This sounds kind of meh. <laughs> you like, yeah. do it the other way around. I'm from Top Speed and hot cars. There you like, go. That's how you should do like it. A delicious hot link sandwich of cars. <laughs> That's where I'm from. Let me put this over here on this. All right. Uh, well, Nicole, let's start with yes. you again. Oh, we're starting with me. I'm first. Okay. <laughs> God, he does that. I'm like, ah, I'm first. It's like when the teacher calls on you and you haven't gotten your homework paper out yet. You're like, oh, God, what do I do now? Okay, so uh, this week I had a fun car. I had a really super, super fun car. I had the 2023 Honda Civic Type R. I don't think it'd just be R. R. It's more than R. Does R. Need somebody that can roll their R's to do, to do R. that. Oh, I can't. Oh, there you go. Thank you. Wait, I'll do it, and then you just add the R at the end. The All 2023 right. Honda Civic Type there Perfect. we go. That's what I'm driving this week. Um, so You're this welcome. is fun. I mean, this is just the epitome of like a little hot hatch. I mean, th- there you go. There's the review. It's a hot hatch. Um, they this was gone for it was they've had this before, but it disappeared for last model year and came back this model year. Even though that last model year the Civic was new, the Type R was gone. Now the Type R is back, um, which makes me very happy. This is ridiculously fun to drive. So I had this, I had a lot of driving this week, an exceptionally large amount of driving. And a huge chunk of it was in really, 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 really heavy traffic in downtown Boston to go see Pink. Let's get this party started. Um, So it was stop and go. And this is only available as manual transmission. So you've got a six-speed manual, which is brilliant. But in stop and go traffic, a manual transmission can be like miserable because you're constantly on and off the clutch. You're trying to, you know. You, and it's leg it, day. It's yeah. leg day. It was leg day. And the thing is, leg especially, week. yeah. And especially in really heavy, like congested, everybody's trying to funnel into one lane and there's like 85 lanes funneling into it, which is a Boston thing. 
If you leave even a half an inch of space, you're going to get cut off. So you have to drive with a relatively like aggressive driving, like stay close, which is harder in a manual. And it's even harder when there's hills and airroads. This was actually really easy to drive. The, the clutch, it's not so hard that as you're pushing on it, your leg is generally feeling like it's leg day. Oh, um, you mean it's, it's not like easy. a Mustang GT on it the is, Ventura Freeway? No, it is not. It is way better than that. Yeah, because I know you have some experience with that yeah, Mustang I do. GT very situation. Recently. You very much warned me, don't go this way. Yeah, I'm like, Sam said, don't go that way. <laughs> um, and I did not. But this was unavoidable. But it was really, actually, it was very, very nice drive. So like huge raves about the manual transmission in this. And it's just very easy to drive very fun it's it's not a it's not a manual that's going to make you work hard like if you know how to drive a manual transmission you're going to find this one super easy and like i know how to drive one but every one you get in the pressure points are a little bit different on the clutch and you have that like first little bit of time where you're driving where you're not the smoothest driver because you're kind of getting you have no intuitive sense of exactly how this specific manual in this car works it took me no time at all to not be thinking about it anymore. It was very, very quick that it becomes intuitive, which again, that, is just... That like, Honda manual transmission is so nice. That yeah. whole And the pairing with that 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 clutch is really... I mean, I like the GT's clutch. Yeah. But it, the, the, it's, it can be a little... Yeah, that Honda though, man. It's good, right? Like mm -hmm. I like manual transmissions. This one I loved. Um, so super fun. I mean, it's got plenty of power. It's a 2.5... A 2.5, 2 liter I've written down? Yeah, 2 liter. 2 liter. Two, I'm like, wait, two five. I'm not saying what's written in front of me. Two liter four cylinder turbo, three hundred and fifteen horsepower. Um, so, I mean, seriously, it's a tiny little car with three hundred fifteen horsepower. I think that answers the question of whether or not when you push on the gas, it moves. It does, and it has a sport, a comfort, and a um, like individual mode when you can like customize stuff. Um, you can feel a little difference between comfort and sport, but the thing is, this is sporty even when it's not set to that mode. There's no like. Hey, I'm just chill and relaxing, cruising. <laughs> there is no version of that for modes, which is fine because if you want that, don't buy this. So even in comfort mode, it's still pretty aggressive. But you put it in sport. That's what regular sort of, Civics are for. That's a regular Civic. There's a whole yeah. different lineup, sort of like regular Civic type R. If you want to be comfortable, get don't buy this one. Don't yeah. buy the R. If buy you want, to, like, yeah, yeah, right. So and it, it is really that car because the funny thing is, like, I stop at a stoplight and there's like. Other people in hot little hatches and little souped up cars. And I'm like, I feel like the car is just like, do it, do it, race them. I'm like, I am a grown adult. I am not doing this. I'm not even making eye contact with that guy in that sporty little yellow souped up. Does that have lighting, underground lighting on it? Like everything. Mm -hmm. you know, no, don't look at him. Just drive. <laughs> don't look at him. Don't, don't look even at make him. eye contact because you'll be tempted. Um, so, I mean, on the exterior, it, it looks really good. It looks like the sporty car it is. has this ridiculous um, rear I want to say spoiler. It's like a wing. It is like a wing. It's a wing. It is a wing. The wing. Oh, it's a wing. So, and it's huge. But the funny thing is, so when you open it, if you're putting stuff in the hatch, there are two little handholds that you can pull it shut. But really, every time I wanted to get up, I swear to God, my hand hit that wing. I'm like, no, no, no. Don't pull it by the wing. That can't be good for the car. So you have to be a little careful because that is intuitively where your hand wants to grab. Um, I, I, my only complaint, I, well, I love this. The interior is red. I mean, like red. Like in your face, red. It's it is so red. The seat belts are red. The seats are red. the The carpeting on the floor is red. The mats are red. It's like red everywhere. It is the prettiest interior 
It just makes you happy when you open it up and look at it. However, it has what they call <clears throat> suede effect sports seats. That's what my Monroney says. So I'm saying it exact suede effect sports seats. So that's the suede fabric, which I'm also a fan of, but they're really, really sporty sports seats, like the sportiest of sports seats. So if you were were larger, the side bolstering is going to prove a little bit snug. Oh, uh, if you're right in the... It, yeah. yeah, it kind of... I would imagine for you, Robbie, that it's not like you're... Just because you're a tall sports guy. Sports seats, like I, my body, for the most part, 90% of sports seats are seem, apparently built for my body. <laughs> so do you like the sports seats in this one? I haven't driven the new one. The, oh, the old one. The I one. drove the old one like five hours. The first thing I... When, when they offered it up to me, I was like, I have to... I have a like... I have to drive 400 miles with this thing. They're like, and it was like an end of life, like the, oh, the end of uh, mileage for that vehicle before they uh, auctioned it off. Yeah. And um, the Honda rep, I was at an event with them, and they were like, yeah, it's fine. And they're like, you know what? It was over Christmas, too. And they're like, you know what? Just keep it for like two and a half weeks or whatever. It was it's it yours was, now. It's it was yours. great. It was great until the last night with that car. And I don't want to hijack your story, so please go for it. Okay. Um, but so I like sports seats. I like the bolstering. I, you can get used to the side bolstering, unless I said like, if you're a little bit larger, it's going to be squishy, but here's what I really didn't like the seat. It's there's bolstering on the seat cushion. That is the strongest bolstering on the sides of a seat cushion that I've ever experienced in my entire life. So you can't slide out of the seats. You kind of have to like step a leg over to get your thigh out of the seats. And then oh, it's, it's yeah, not, and then as you're trying to scooch out, you're scooching over this giant bolster it is it had that name too as well it's it's too much it's but at too least, much but at least the type r doesn't have the the groin support that you no. have. Yeah, that, that, uh, well I, if anything right. it should have groin support um, i demand as much groin support as possible in every vehicle i'm driving supported groin? i mean i, I want guess that's a fair all request our groins to be completely supported <laughs> Well, your groin is not going to be supported in this. Sorry, but oh. your butt and your thighs really, really, really supported. So that was the only thing. It was <laughs> the bolstering on the seat is a little bit too much. It's just a little bit too much. Um, <laughs> too much. Too much bolster. Like ease up on the bolster. Um, and pricing wise, the one that I have as equipped, $44,385. Would you like to guess destination, gentlemen? Ooh, 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 ooh. Um... 1095. Sam? Um, I will go with 1096. Yeah. <laughs> Robbie got it exactly on the money. It's oh, 1095. Really? Uh, it's exactly 1095. So. <laughs> yeah. And I appreciate Robbie. that you went 1096. That's my favorite part. <laughs> I know. Like you couldn't have done better than what you both did right there. <laughs> Um, yeah, so when you think about that 44385, it's certainly not the cheapest version of the Civic that you can buy, but it's also a really good price in that for mm -hmm. what you're getting, if you're lo looking for that sporty, fun little hatchback, um, it's got, because I like that it just, it, it takes all the pieces you want. It's a reasonable price. It's not outrageous. It's a comfortable, aside from the bolstering of the seat, <laughs> interior, <laughs> when you get out of the car, interior, that's actually attractive. And like my husband is your height, um, Robbie, and he was fine. Like he didn't feel like he was totally squished in it. Um, yeah. It looks the part of a sporty little hatch. It drives the part of a sporty little hatch. But it also does it in a way that it is not harsh at all, which is something I know that that's a sports car thing, that they can be a little bit harsh, especially a hatchback like this. 
this is not a harsh ride. Even taking it over really rough roads, unless I hit like a nasty Boston pothole, this was actually really nice to drive. So <laughs> nasty Boston pothole is the name potholes. of my new is the name of my new ska band. Okay, that works. Um, so yeah, so I was a fan. I loved it. I really had a great time. I'm, I'm sad that they're going to take away from me tomorrow. I don't want them to take it. I really like this one. So have you driven the GR Corolla? I want to say I have not. Corolla? I don't believe I have. I have to think. What What about think... the uh, oh, I think you know. You'd the Golf remember. R, the current Golf R. I believe I've driven the Golf R. Golf R feels like I drove at one point. Yeah. So Okay, so Golf R versus Type R, what would be your preference? So I feel like the Golf R is a little bit more like neither one of these cars is roomy, Sam. But I feel like it's got a little bit. Oh, the Civic. Open. The Civic's pretty roomy. I mean, we've yeah, got some room. But it's but it, it this you is can so put a pair of adults in the back seat with with you know without any issues. Yeah, I feel like the Golf R is a better passenger car if you're going to people in it a lot. Where I feel like the Civic is more. I think it might be more fun. It certainly looks cool. I mean, Civic is more fun. Like yeah. the Civic is more fun and it, like style. My gosh, it just parked in your driveway, the giant wing that you don't want to accidentally grab. It looks amazing. That yeah. red interior looks amazing. Like if you, you don't buy a car like this because you want it to fly under the radar. You want to be like, look what I bought. This one does that. Well, on the other hand, there, there, there are advantages to flying under the radar, especially when there's actual radar around. Well, yeah. yes. But one always obeys the law when one is driving. I don't know why that would be an issue for you, Sam. And, and always, yeah, what are you well, doing? I mean, it's, it's a hypothetical. Hypothetically. Yeah. If Hypothetically. you're one who is inclined to get a little heavy on that just, gas pedal. You know, just, just in case you were driving around rural Ohio. You know, and suddenly, you know, you're going down this road and the speed limit suddenly changes from 65 to 30, you know, um, with with okay. almost no notice, you know. So in a scenario like that, yeah, being able to fly under a the speed rate. trap. Yeah. Per se. Uh, yes. As an example, yeah. as a hypothetical example. Then, as a hypothetical. You, would and, then you want the golf. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I loved driving the previous gen type R, yeah. but I wasn't crazy about the way it looked, even though I liked the overall design of the previous gen civic compared better than the current generation civic. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, when I drove the current one uh, earlier this year or last year, you know, I, I did complain a little bit about, you know, I thought that the design had gotten a little bland. Yes. Um, and, you know, in this case, you know, I mean, they, they make the type R. There's just no pleasing you, Sam. Well, <laughs> no, actually, Sam. actually, in, in this case, I think the, the type R is just enough more aggressive looking than this than the standard Civic that I would actually prefer driving this one to the previous gen. Yeah, because I thought that the previous gen was a little bit over the top. Uh, too much. Although look from, from inside, you know, from the driver's seat, you don't notice it. too stabby. Right. Yeah. yeah, I agree with you. No, I think the last one was a little overdone. Like yeah. I, there's some... I don't know. There was some fashion when she's like, when you get dressed, you should look at all your accessories and take off one accessory because you have too many things. They didn't do that with the previous gen. Yeah. Like all oh, the pieces. Like somebody look and take one of these things off. I think they it did that this time around. Previous gen. <laughs> it was the wing. My wife came out. Yeah. She looked at the car and we were driving it. And she's like, if you took this thing off, this thing would look great. Well, the, and in fact, in, in Europe, bit, that's that was the accessory you needed to take off. In in Europe, you could actually buy the Type R without the wing. They they oh, never sold that really? they never yeah, yeah they never sold it here that way and I did yeah. see one on the road here I saw a black Type R without the wing on it they probably um, took it off driving driving down the highway here in in the Detroit area and it looked looked so much better 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but the thing, the thing about the wing, even though the, you know, the wing looks a little outrageous, you know, when you're looking at the car from outside, if, if you look at the, the curvature of the wing and the curvature of the back window, it's all set up so that from the driver's seat, you do not see the wing at all. It's totally yeah. true. Like I thought yeah. I, when I looked at it in the driveway, I thought this is going to be miserable to see out of because I'm not You can totally, it, you don't even know it's there. When and you're that's part of why it's up so high. Yeah. 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 So yeah, big, big fan of type R's. I, I had a chance to drive one a little bit, do some, do some hot laps in it at M1 concourse in June before the uh, Detroit Grand Prix and had a blast with it. This, this is a fantastic car. Can't wait to get one for for a week long review. It was really fun. I was very Fantastic. happy that I was home for this long to drive it. I'm like, I was only gone very brief. I'm like, this is working out just fine. <laughs> and you know, as as a daily driver, I would I would much prefer to have this over the the GR Corolla, at least at least the Marizo edition. The, I'll have to get my hands on a standard GR Corolla. Maybe I'll go and borrow my when I get a Type R. I'll go and and uh, borrow my neighbor's uh, GR. There you go. You can, can do, do a, a comparison. Back, like drive a road, drive the exact yes. same thing. That's such go. good cars. I know, right? Job. That's a pretty cool car. Like my well, my neighbor has no one of them well, has a, now they're family cars. Everybody has a family car except for one who just bought a cute little Mazda. I'm I'm very uh uh happy that the report that there was a family gathering where I found out that one of my cousins who works for Mercedes has a Honda Odyssey because he has kids. <laughs> uh okay. my other cousin has a V sixty, which nice. is Having a V60, um, but my he's, favorite Volvo. Uh, but he's getting a Polestar too now. And then the other Ooh. one, who um, who actually has a big ranch, he has a big F250. But he actually has a ranch with like where well, he has to yeah. I mean, if, you, if you're gonna actually Amp use it as and, what it's yeah. intended for, yeah. he, he does the, the the he does the thing. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes, occasionally, I'll go up there and I get to hang out. Mostly, I just get the right ATVs. Or <laughs> <laughs> uh, excellent. Did you know you can support Wheelbearings directly? Head to patreon.com slash wheelbearingsmedia and you can become a patron today. Your contributions will help fund the platforms and tools we use to bring the podcast to you. And exclusives and improvements are already on the way thanks to your generosity. So if you want to be part of an automotive podcast like no other, head to patreon.com slash wheelbearingsmedia. All right, Robbie, what have you been driving? So I've been driving something I didn't think I would be able to drive comfortably ever. Um, I've been in previous generations of this vehicle, and my head's just like hitting the top, hitting that pole, hitting that bar, hitting something. Or, or it's just too high, and I'm like looking at the visor <laughs> sitting in the car. <laughs> but um, I called one in, and it's here, uh, the Mazda MX-5, a.k.a. the Mazda Miata. Miata. Yeah, Why don't they answer. call it Miata anymore? Everyone else calls it a Miata. Yeah, what's the what's I I was gonna ask you. I if, figured if Sam you, would know this. It's I have lazy yeah, Sam, uh, Robbie. Explain why they changed well, like we all like Miata. I don't care about the naming conventions. Why I, get rid of I, that? I don't I don't know. I mean I think they're just trying to be consistent globally because Miata was primarily a North American thing. Um, you know, in other like in Europe it was always just MX five. And actually in the, the first couple of generations in japan it was actually brand, branded as the unos roadster because mazda had a couple of different brands in japan so it wasn't Ooh. even wasn't even branded as a mazda over there uh hmm. but now it's just mazda mx5 globally but it's miata yes it's it's, miata. it'll always be a miata and you talk to people from mazda you know they they refer to it as the miata, the miata. The miata. yeah so uh yeah so i have the mx5 i have um the mx5 uh club which is sort of the 
the kind of the uh, what do you call it middle of the road version um and it is fantastic <laughs> there's no room for anything i tried to load it up with uh <laughs> to for for uh my band had a show on friday oh my god what about, would fit it what could you actually load so, so okay so i went in guitar to, picks I yeah, could, the picks uh, in the little center console. That was all the space there was. <laughs> okay, so so on Wednesday when I got the car, I had band practice. Um, but for another band where I play the bass, and the bass amp is at the studio, but I had my bass amp at home because I needed to practice, and it fits in the passenger seat. So there you go. The bass um, amp or the bass? In the, the bass, not the bass amp. <laughs> the bass on the uh, for uh, the show on Friday. I um I end up going to our space on Thursday with our car with the, with the Kona so I can load all the stuff up, and then I got home I'm like I wonder if I can take the Mazda can I band the Mazda Miata, um I not really um, <laughs> <laughs> shocked if you're, shocked so if you're a singer yeah it's totally fine if you're a singer or if you can, you're a you can put a microphone in there yeah if you're a guitarist and you have a small amp like one of those cubes they're they're smaller little smaller mm-hmm. amps yes. If you have a slightly larger amp, like I have a Fender uh, Princeton Chorus, it is like a half inch too big to fit. It's a half inch too tall because I try to put it in the trunk. And I try to close it. It's all clunk. It's like right before it latches. I'm like, all right, well, let me, let me bend it. No, clunk. Nope. Let me do the bungee cord. Clunk. Nope. Clunk. <laughs> Keep nope. trying to adjust it a half an inch at a time. I can't try to. I, I really wanted the photo of like, yes, <laughs> you can band <laughs> Mazda Miata. If you're a guitarist and you have, I mean, it's like a medium size. Did, did you have the the soft top or the RF? I had the soft top. Okay. Yeah. RF. Come on. I know. <laughs> Just to ask do him. What, do, what, does anyone know what the different? The, the, I know what the difference between the two, but sales wise, soft top versus the RF. I, I don't know. And I they, wonder. They, they don't break it out in their sales. They don't numbers. break it out. I wasn't I'll, sure. I'll have they, to ask. I'm curious yeah, if the if I would imagine the what's soft the top take would rate? rule. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, what's the take rate for the RF? I mean, yeah. it's fine, but like, if you're buying a Miata, you, sh- you I, the law should dictate that you do not buy the RF. You, you yeah. buy the soft top as God intended. Yeah, the way God. Uh, well, you know. Uh-uh. Less so, no, less so with, there's no with, arguments. No, 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 no. What I was going to say was with the the previous generation, the NC, they had the retractable hardtop. On that one, yeah, um, which was different from what they do now with the RF. The RF is more of a Targa. The retractable yeah. hardtop, like Stephanie Brindley has one, and that one, the the profile of it of the hardtop is exactly the same as the soft top, and it it folds down in three pieces and it fits into the same space. So okay. so when the top is down, it is no different from from the soft top. Yeah, it is. Still it is like driving I, it the true. I Miata. love Stephanie, and I'm going to give her half credit for that one. Um, but I oh, still think it should I mean, be. If you want to drive it year round in in Michigan, having that retractable hardtop on the on the NC Miata was was actually pretty nice. I had one of those. Cool. One. I'll I'll one of the current one is like a like a like a like a what do you call? Oh, the car I owned, De La Soul, a Del Sol, a Del Sol. <laughs> De La Sol. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It is more like the Civic Del Sol. <laughs> it's like the Del Sol, which I had, which I love that car. The only it's pro, its biggest problem is it was front wheel drive instead of rear wheel drive. Um, that car was outstanding though. Anyway, so uh, MX Five, I do fit in it. Six foot three, seats low enough where I can see. Um, the uh, 
there's they don't have that little pole, that little metal rod anymore in that position in the soft top. That soft top's very it's actually pretty there's there's no like sort of cross beams um that you can see. Um so yeah, and it's really easy to open and close. It's just like one latch, clack, clack, shove it back really quick. You can do it while you're sitting at a light. You need to close it, hit a little button, clack, grab it. Uh, you just gotta do it a little latch, click, super easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Um and I okay, so I, I feel like I need to like break up this one between the next for next week as well. I haven't had a chance to do any performance driving with it because I went to band and then I yeah. Did you spent all your time trying to band the Miata. So I kept all my time trying to band. So today, today is all, today's scheduled is schedule is after the podcast. Um, I'll eat some more toast and then I'll uh, I'll go <laughs> for a drive um, around the Bay Area in it. Uh, it's no, but it's, yeah, I really like it. The, the, uh, infotainment is weird. Uh, it just feels like infotainment <laughs> system. For, it feels like, like it's just a little bit the better. The car than the, is the infotainment system. Yeah. The car is, and you don't care because you plug in your phone and it works. The problem is, is sometimes the touchscreen works. Sometimes it doesn't. I don't know why. That's, that's the weirdest thing right now with, with the car is sometimes I can use a touch I can touch it and sometimes it doesn't seem to understand that my hand is touching the screen mm. yeah I, yeah it's very it's very weird but um yeah whatever <laughs> <laughs> who cares because I'm having so much fun driving the car the rest of the car is you it's can very, forgive this little touchscreen business. Yeah, it's very much like the you know, like my BRZ, where it's like, oh, you have some knobs for your your temperature. You can listen to some music. Uh, there's a volume knob. Okay, everything else you don't need anything else. That's it. And I'm 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 a big supporter of that. Um, and so yeah, it's it's you know I've been getting, and you're getting all this fun. Like I'm getting like thirty point four miles per gallon right now. Oof. It's value. That's what we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> Forget the fun. It's all about the value of this. It's whole all process. about the value. Buy a Miata, um, stay on budget. So we, we took it last night to go see Beck, and we're driving the car. And my wife's like, I'm like, oh yeah. This, she's like, well, so she's like, oh, it's really small. I'm like, yeah, but drive really, it's really fun to drive. It's like our BRZ, except smaller. And she's like, oh, well, she's like, now I just feel like you're being mean. I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, you're telling me all these cool things. I can't drive this car. She's like, and it has a manual transmission. I just feel like you're being mean, <laughs> taking me around this car that I'm not allowed to drive. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, Cindy. And uh, yeah, it is. It is really fun to drive. You know, on the way there, we had the top uh, up. On the way back at night, it was warm. We had a top down. It was great. Uh, we both talked about how much we miss um, having a convertible. Um, yeah, no, I really like it. I'm gonna again. I'm gonna go out and and drive it. Um, today uh we did get this one does come um option with the uh brembo bbs ricardo package which has some wheels the heated seats which i don't know i haven't i mean heated seats are kind of cool on a convertible because <laughs> it, it has some wheels do you not get wheels <laughs> if you don't get the package you don't get wheels, wheels it's, yeah it's it's <laughs> yeah it has 17 inch wheels it has uh some you know they've some red brakes rebo front brakes uh the calipers um yeah it's yeah the 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 sports seats are comfortable it's heated apparently i haven't it's, it's been hot so i haven't actually tried it but i do remember driving around in my car when it's like 45 degrees just with the heater on and just wee, or when it's really hot we're like driving around with the air conditioning on while the top's down just yelling like you know just destroying the world 
but having the nicest time. having the nicest time so the starting price for the club is uh thirty one thousand five hundred fifty dollars um that brembo package is forty five hundred bucks I mean, Are I don't even. Pretty, make... at least. Do they look cool? Yeah, I guess. Like I don't know. I would like to try out the regular seats, um, just to see if. I mean, that's sort of the big, the big draw right there is that the regular seats. Um, the, so the total price was uh, thirty-seven five ten. Um, it's not inexpensive, but it's it, it's 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 a good value if you're just getting it without but, but, but forty-five hundred Brembo. It is surprisingly affordable. Yes, it's surprisingly That's affordable fair. for for the fun you're getting. The value to fun is out of this world. The value to fun. The so far, fun again, I haven't done. I, I'm I, I am not. You know, I, I I'm sure it's going to be great driving, doing some performance driving on some back roads, um, but uh, just driving around, you're like, hee, 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 and, and I'm just happy that I fit for the most yeah. part. And, my knees and, are pretty, you know, my, my legs aren't as, as, as extended as I, I would typically like the, you know, there's a little bit more bend in my knees than, yeah. than usual. Um, but I could live with that to be honest. Um, I'll, you know, today when I do the perform, I'll be driving it for hours and hours and hours. So next week I can tell you, okay, so it's great if you drive it for two hours and you're tall or next week I'm like, you know what, you can, you can deal with it. I think you just sort of. Maybe. I think you're going to deal with it. Yeah. I think that I, my, my gut instinct is I don't I, even unless you were so squishy physically could not get into the car. I'm going to say you just deal with it and enjoy it because it's so much I fun. couldn't get into the hard tops before. I couldn't. I got yeah? into the ones in that pole just hitting right right smack in the head. Okay. Um, like every and I remember um, with the previous generation Miata like Mazda was like I'm like well do you want one? Do you want some? I'm like I, 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 I'm not going to be comfortable in it. There's not really. Like the whole time, I'm gonna be smack. Every time I hit a bump, my head's gonna be smacking the roof, or I'm gonna have my my neck's gonna be crooked. You're gonna be concussed by the time you get a hard top. And they're like, "Well, you could come down to L.A. next time you come down to L.A. Hit us up, and then just drive around with the top down the whole time." (laughs) And I was just like, "I mean, that's great. That sounds like a lot of fun." (laughs) But you know, I don't spend as much time in, in L.A. as I think people. You know, would assume I do. I live in, in I mean, California. it's just down the block from you, right? From yeah, from no, I, d- I really don't like actually minutes. spend all that much time in LA. I lived there a couple times, but but no. So, you know, when it came up and it was like, well, we need a we need a Mazda for the side. We need a, a Miata for the side. And I was like, well, let me see what they got. And they said we had. And I'm like, okay, well, they'll send it in, and you know, I'll do my best. And it's going to be warm the next week or so, so it'll be fine. And I got in, and I like. Sat up and I'm like, oh, oh, they fixed it. They fixed the Yay. thing. Let's people. <laughs> so uh, you guys want to figure out what the uh, you want to guess the delivery processing and handling fee? I'm going nine ninety five. Nine nine six. Oh, <laughs> one thousand sixty five dollars. Sam won. Of course he did. <laughs> the weird number sixty five. Just get throw the extra. What is it? Ninety. How much was 1, it? 1065 so it's kind a of 90, an odd number. It is. It should have been nine. Just throw thirty bucks in there. Mazda. Yeah. You deserve the extra thirty dollars for what you did with the soft top, where Robbie fits in it. So good job. Robbie fits in it. Uh, yeah. So um, yeah, today I'll go drive it around. Um, I'll take some photos and then I'll report back on on what it is when you're really tall and you're in a Miata with the six speed. Um, yeah, like you can't. There is one thing with the six with the with the Mayos that. Um, yes. The uh, because it's because my knees are bent more than usual, 
the 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 uh, the clutch action is a little bit different than when I'm driving my BRZ. The clutch is fine. There's nothing wrong with the clutch of the car. It's just that my knees are bent more than I'm usually when I'm sitting in a car. Huh. That and, makes sense. You still were comfortable though. It wasn't uncomfortable. No, I mean not yet. It's been like I've been in it for like I think the most like an hour driving it. So I will we'll do some long you know some long uh, some more time behind the wheel. And uh, we'll see how, how that works out today, this afternoon. Fair. And for for what for what it's worth, um, you know, you can actually get. I was looking. I'm looking at the the um, the Mazda website. You can get the Sport, the the Miata Sport, starting at twenty eight thousand dollars. So yeah, that's I mean, the that's the entry. The one I got was the middle. <laughs> yeah, but you know, all the most the, the most important stuff, which is the base car, is the same. Yeah, you know, yeah, you're not going to get the Brembo brakes for twenty eight thousand yeah, dollars. But yeah, you don't really need those because this thing is so light. You know, <laughs> unless you unless you are planning to take it to track days, um, you know, then in which case you're going to be spending a lot more money anyway on tires and other stuff. Right. There's also then, other expenses. If, if you if you, you want it as a daily driver, the most important stuff, which is the core of the car, is there for twenty eight thousand mm-hmm. dollars. You know, or twenty twenty nine and and change uh you know including the delivery charge so that's you know that's actually you know still remarkably affordable by modern standards and you know it's well worth it yeah the 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 big draw for the clubs you get the uh the sports tune suspension and some again you get the bigger wheels but i don't care about the bigger wheels to be honest um just be, that just means you have less sidewall. Boo! And yeah. you get a slight, a better stereo system, which is you know when you're driving around with a with a convertible, you kind of need a some nice audio because you got to turn do. it up for rocking and rolling. <laughs> but you know rocking again, you know, with the, with the yeah. top down, you know the audio system doesn't matter so much anyway. You're just screaming along anyway. Yeah. And on on the even though it doesn't actually say Miata anywhere on the car anymore. It says another on, thing on the website. It does say does Mazda MX-5 say Miata? Miata. Yeah, yeah, it still says Miata Mazda because they, you know, why SEO? SEO. If they yeah. took that off, it'd be like, where's exactly the car? It. Oh my god, they discontinued it. Rage, oh, yeah. anger. Yeah. Uh, and Nicole, I dropped a link to the review that I wrote back in 2008 of the hardtop, so you can oh. see what it looks like. It's, it's okay. in the chat. Wait, let's see. I'm gonna look. It's like a transformer. Wait, chat. Yeah, no, Open it's chat. it's actually really cool. Oh, yes, I see the little red. Let's see. Let's see the little, wait, clicking, clicking. Ooh, okay, that's cute. I yeah. like that. Okay, I can kind of get, with, okay, And with the top cool. down, it looks just like a, a yeah, soft top. Yeah, I like but, the you little, know, But then you get the, you know, in the first two generations, the NA and the NB, they did offer an optional removable hard top so that, you know, if you're if you're going to drive it in the wintertime, you could put the hard top on there. Um you know, to keep everything sealed out, which was nice. It was, you know, very handy, but it was kind of a pain in the ass because you had to lift it off. You had to store it somewhere when you weren't using it. And the NC kind of had the best of both worlds. And I kind of wish that they went with the same approach for the ND, the current generation. Yeah. Yeah. With that top up, you don't even know that that's a hard top. That's fantastic. And it looks, actually, this looks really good. Okay. This one I can get behind. I like it. Okay. Glad Revise my opinion if you're getting that, but if you're getting the new one, I'm sticking with my should be soft top. <laughs> oh, ab- absolutely. <laughs> All right. Um, well, I had the Genesis GV70 electrified, not EV, but electrified. Electrified. But it, but it is an EV. Um, it's fantastic. 
I mean, I like the GV70 um, anyway, and this one is even better. So basically what you get here is you get a GV70 that they have taken the electric propulsion system from the GV60 performance. So it's the more powerful system, 429 horsepower. And they put that underneath a GV70. So you get the, the extra room of the GV70 versus the GV60. Um, you know, it, obviously it's a little bit heavier, but it's not crazy heavy. You know, I, I was looking up the specs earlier. Um, the GV70 EV weighs uh, just shy of 5,000 pounds, which for comparison, a comparable premium uh, electric crossover, two-row crossover, might be say, the Cadillac Lyric, which weighs about 800 pounds more than this. And uh, you know, GM really needs to get their act together when it comes to weight and EVs. Um, they've got some work to do. Um, now, granted, the, um, the, the Cadillac does have a larger battery and more range, so it'll go a little over 300 miles on a charge. Um, but it is, um, you know, the, the 236 mile EPA rated range of the GV70 electrified is still, is, I think, is more than adequate for most people's daily driving. Plus, the GV70, because it is the eGMP platform, if you can find a properly functioning Electrify America charging station, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. it works amazing. <laughs> I actually had a fantastic Electrify America experience while I had the GV70. Um, I, you know, Wait a minute, it. hold on a second. I'm, I said it again, including my, my things weren't coming through my headphones, right? I thought you said you had a fantastic I, Electrify fantastic. America I, I, I did. In, I did, in fact, say I had wow, a fantastic okay. Electrify America charging experience with the GV70. Um, I went to my local EA station and I, you know, I got there with about 35% state of charge. Uh, so it's not like, you know, I had to drain the battery down to, you know, sub 10% to get the maximum charge rate. I plugged it in at 35% state of charge. Boom. It went up to 242 kilowatts. Wow. That's and over. Uh... Wow. That's and pretty it, good. It stayed at 242 kilowatts until it was at about 52% state of charge. And then it ramped down a little bit, but even at 80% state of charge, it was still cranking along at about 140 kilowatts really yes it was it was great i'm this shocked. is the this is the way it should be for everybody when you're charging yes. yeah. Yeah. that's if, what everybody expects i now know wants. like the ea stations which ones are the like there's one the one that's next to the to the to, to the supermarket it's always they always say oh the speed of these stations has been reduced in order to increase in reliability or some BS. Some nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. Some nonsense. The ones over by the IHOP <laughs> work a little bit better, but those ones are always busy. Um, and oh, then head on, to the IHOP, IHOP, get some pancakes, pick your choice of syrup, charge your. The car. ones over in uh, Nevada or uh, on the in over in Marin, those ones, those are all three fifties. Those ones all work great, except it's on the other side of the uh, of the bay. But those are also getting busy. They're, the Bay Area has become. Because everyone just keeps buying EVs here, um, we're starting to see uh, issues like you know when, when uh, like five years ago with Teslas, where people are starting to wait or having to wait in order to charge their EVs because so many people have EVs. So yeah, that's they they're going to need a we're going to need a bigger boat of EV yeah. chargers. <laughs> and the ones down the street from my house, the EV Go ones, it's been like eighteen months. They're all installed now. I keep driving by. <laughs> 
You're just and they're still them. not and they're still not turned on. I was just like, and they have the Ultium, you know how like mm-hmm. EVO like, charge. The yeah. Ultium mm-hmm. charge. So they all have the little Ultium thing and they're still not available. I'm like, well, that's very just medium. a giant tease every time you go by. Yeah, they're like the lyric, like you know they're out there, but you're just not gonna see them. <laughs> there's 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 some out there somewhere. Someone somewhere them. out there somewhere. has the lyric. So um yeah, the you know, I had a great charging experience with this thing. It was really fast. Um, you know, it, it just, it worked flawlessly. Um, home charging also worked great. Um, the, you know, the size, I like the size of the GV 70, you know, it's not too big and, you know, and it's, it's good for, you know, certainly good for four adults. You know, if they're not too broad shouldered, you can fit three in the back. Um, good amount of, um, cargo space in the back. Like we, we went out to the lake with, with Daisy, uh, and I put the, the paddle board and a couple of beach chairs and assorted other uh, detritus that we needed for the lake in the in the back. No problem at all. Fit fit all that stuff in behind in the cargo area behind the back seat. Daisy had the uh, the back seat to herself with a a, a suitable cover over the uh, the nice Napa leather because the the GV70 I had had the Prestige package on it, so it has Ooh. Napa leather interior. Um, so that worked out uh, worked out really well. Um, the uh the kind of the only the only issue i really had with this thing was uh for some reason uh the android auto kept disconnecting uh so i'd be driving along uh-huh. and suddenly android auto would just it's like your phone was That's unplugged and i'd have to reach down unplug it and plug it back in um which was kind of a pain in the neck um and Right as of right now, none of the um Hyundai Motor Group vehicles have support for wireless Android Auto or Apple CarPlay. You, they all still have to be plugged in by USB cable. Genesis, uh, because Hyundai will do it. It's so weird. It's all over the uh, place. The one, the ones I've driven all, uh, you have to be plugged in still. Yeah, I still, yeah, I've driven some Hyundai's. The Hyundai's will do it. The the Kia's don't. Okay. And it's all based on trim level. It's 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 like this. It's like this crazy, yeah. like a beautiful mind, like build, like chalkboard. <laughs> a beautiful chalkboard. of which ones will Here's do wireless and which ones won't. <laughs> it's 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 so it's bonkers. Yeah, it's so, it's it. Yeah, <laughs> so good luck figuring it out. As an, well, anyway, as a mine, pro- did, mine did not support wireless yeah. charging. Okay, or, yeah. it had it had a wireless charging pad, but it doesn't have wireless smartphone projection. Um. And so that, that was kind of a pain in the neck. Um, but, um, you know, overall, you know, the car, it's really comfortable. Um, the base price on the, the GV 70 EV, uh, is $65,850. Um, mine with the prestige package, which adds another $6,800. And I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure if I'd actually spend nearly seven grand on this. Um, but it, you know that gets you Napa leather seating surfaces, leatherette wrapped upper instrument panel. So you, it looks like leather on the top of the dashboard, but it's not. Uh, microfiber suede headliner. So that's similar to what was on the seats in your Type R, Nicole. Mm-hmm. Um, the 12.3 inch digital instrument cluster, and and this is the I don't know if you've seen this uh, digital instrument cluster they have in some of the Genesis models. It's a 3D display. So when you look at it, oh, it looks like it's three dimensional. But sometimes, it's not. yeah, 
but it, yeah, but it only looks that way sometimes. It's I've seen yeah. that. It's you do this like is it wait like you want to you do want to touch it like I swear I thought that was three D now. It's yeah, it, not it looks like it has depth happening. to it. <laughs> yes, and then sometimes, sometimes. It doesn't. and then yes. sometimes you look at it and it just looks flat. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, and mm-hmm. I can't figure out why. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's no rhyme or reason to when it looks flat versus three dimensional. <laughs> um, just so, to keep you on your toes, I guess. Yeah. Um, you know, it's got heads up display, which is nice. It's got the Lexicon premium audio system, active noise control, heated second row seats, heated steering wheel, uh, and manual rear door shades for, for nearly seven grand, which brings the grand total to $74,350 guesses on delivery charge. Mm. Uh, 1495, which is going to be too high. I'm sure, but that's uh, $1. Mind. Of course. Robbie so. gets it again. Yeah. How much was it? 1125. Oh, yeah. Okay. The the GV70 EV um, has one other advantage over all of the other EVs from the Hyundai Motor Group. It is assembled in Alabama at Hyundai's factory in Alabama. So does it get the which means not just counts rebates? You will be able you'll be eligible for the seventy five hundred dollar federal tax credit because it is it is manufactured here. It goes through final assembly here, and they get the batteries from SK in Georgia. Um, So. Uh, you know, it's the same, uh, the same 77 kilowatt hour battery pack that's in the Ionic five and the GV 60 and the EV six, um, which like I say is more than adequate, you know, keeps the weight to a reasonable amount. It's got plenty of performance. Um, it's got a boost button on the steering wheel. Uh, although unlike the GV 60, which has it, I think it's in the, uh, lower right-hand quadrant. There's a button there near the steering wheel hub, excuse me, the, um, the GV70 has it in between the spokes, the the bottom spokes on the steering wheel, um, and that gets you 10 seconds of maximum performance. Um, so, you know, if you really need to accelerate to to merge onto the highway, you can hit that boost button as you're going down the on ramp, and you'll be right up to speed in no time flat. Uh, but even even without that, it's still plenty quick uh, all the time. So, I really like this. I like the way it looks. Um, you know, I like the way it drives. Uh, I was, I was very happy with this car. Um, you know, it's, you know, a little more than I would generally be willing to pay for it a car. It looks so good yeah. though. I but love how it looks. Yeah, it, does it looks look great. It looks good on the outside. And, it looks good on the yeah. inside. It feels Gosh. like luxury. Yeah. It feels very premium. You know, everything is really well put together. Um, and it's just, it's very enjoyable to drive. So if you're looking for a premium two row midsize crossover, um, the GV70 Electrified uh, is an excellent option that you should be considering. So, I like it. I love that car. I think it's great. Yeah, me too. Uh, so with that, let's move into some of the stuff that happened this week. Uh, so, Nicole, I believe you yes. went to Salt Lake City this week. I did. I went to Salt Lake City to see the new Toyota Land Cruiser, um, which... I like, I, you know, it's funny. My first impulse when I saw this was like, yay, Toyota Land Cruiser. This looks great. Um, it's a hybrid now. Um, it's their iForce Max hybrid, which is sort of like the more responsive hybrid, which they've got on, what do they have on the Grand Highlander? I feel like it's somewhere else. Is it on this? Uh, it's, yeah, so, so this, this is basically the same system that is on the Tundra and Sequoia because it's, right. Know, or, longitudinal engines rear rear drive rear, rear four-wheel drive and actually i think it's the exact same powertrain that's going to be in the tacoma because it's a four-cylinder right right mm-hmm. right 
Um, so, I mean, and weirdly, some people are really upset about the hybrid thing. I thought that was great. I think, you know. Why, they're upset that it's there? or They were upset that that was your only option. Like, it was uh, funny looking at the comments. Like, there was a significant pushback from people like, eh, it's just a hybrid. I'm like, why why, why would that make uh, you mad? It's not like they're making you buy an EV. People just want. It's just people just, start, just They just want to be angry about they something. They want to be cranky. It's cranky. different. Yeah. No, my dad had a V8 long block. Exactly I got two miles per said. gallon. And every three days you had to adjust the carburetors. And we loved it. <laughs> it vapor the locked whenever the temperature got over 70 oh, degrees. Vapor, oh, my God. It's all fine. Locked. Don't so even. I, I think this is good. Vapor I think lock. it's a good. Um, I think it's a, I think it's a nice entry. I like what they did with it, and I like that it's going to start in the mid fifties. Now, if you saw pictures from the launch or from the reveal, they brought like two out on stage. One was your mid fifty, and it was funny as one person from Toyota. I'm like, that's a good price. I said, but those aren't both that. He's like, no, that's mid fifty. That one most definitely not. So it's like, <laughs> did they say <laughs> like, how much that one he is? He did not. He did not. But he wasn't trying to be cagey. He said, we don't have. I don't have the price. I literally don't have the price on that. And he said, just to get the team in charge with pricing to say, can we give them something? They're like, say starts in mid fifties. Okay. Like <laughs> apparently that was pulling teeth to get that pricing commitment. So, um, yeah, so it's going to start there. And I feel like it's going to, depending on how fancy pants you want to get, it's, it's going to have a little bit of a spread, but I, I like it. I think it's a nice change. I think it, you know, it looks, it, I feel like it does a nice job of making this look more modern and making it like it, it takes all these great styling cues from where SUVs are going to look rugged and, but without being, so much like in your face that it's like, I'm an, I can go off road. I can do this. It's still a nice looking vehicle. Just, you know, sitting on the road. I liked, I liked it. I'm excited to drive this. I'm excited to see it come out. I think people overall, except for the cranky people um, who are cranky about everything are going to be happy with this. What did you guys think looking at this? I I like it. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, when you, this is obviously, you know, very much the same vehicle as the Lexus GX that we saw in June. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. but with, with a four cylinder, excuse me, with a four cylinder hybrid system, instead of the V6 turbo hybrid mm-hmm. that's in the GX and, you know, obviously a different front fascia. Um, but otherwise, you know, the rest of it is the same. And frankly, I like the front end of this one better than the GX. I and love so how the front would, end of this. So, the, so here's so, the question. Do you, do you yeah. want the, the round, the round headlights or yes. the rectangular headlights? Which round. one, what is, which do you prefer? Round. Yeah, it's around. I don't. Round is the even... only answer to that. Much like the soft top Miata, round is the round is the only answer. Because <laughs> that's the base model is the round, and the mid tier has the rectangular. I mean, the, the don't rectangular... even buy the mid tier. Yeah, just just, <laughs> just nobody buy. It. Well, it, it's you know I think I like the round because it is. I love the front end styling, but it's very square. Everything is a little angular and very square. Yeah, you need something so, like there's that that panel that looks really cool, like underneath the headlights. It's like a body panel that's the same color, like body color little piece right there it's very square when you put it with the headlights it's very boxy when you put it with the round headlights it just looks amazing like it, it i don't know it does something cool to the front of the car yeah like it, the round headlights yeah i think it looks better with the round headlights. yeah definitely everybody wins with and, round headlights and did they say when this is going to go on sale uh next spring next spring okay mm-hmm. so no ex- nothing be no nothing Summer really concrete, now. Just spring <laughs> So we got a little ways to go before we're going to get our hands on this one. So my guess is that the upper grades, you know, that are going to be, you know, with the the rectangular headlights, it's probably going to be, you know, max out somewhere between 65 and 70 because they've got to slot this in below the GX, which I think is going to be mid seventies. 
you know, so you don't want too much overlap with the GX. Yeah, I like it. I think it's going to do well. I'm excited to see it. Yeah, no, I think it, I think it'll do good. And and you know, it's nice to have you know a more reasonable sized Land Cruiser back. Uh, I wish it was just a scooch smaller. Yeah. Just, like the yeah, front think it's too is big. so like for a four liter for a four cylinder. I mean that front end is really long. Well, I guess during <laughs> the if you look at the picture of the <laughs> interior of the of the packaging for the engine, like here's the engine, and then there's like almost almost <laughs> like forty percent of what the engine yeah. takes up of just like stuff. <laughs> well, the yeah, the engine is mostly back behind the front axle. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of stuff but, in front of that engine. Yeah. I mean, when you when you look at it, radiators. profile, yeah, there's you know there's not much front overhang, you know, which is good, you know, for something that's purported to be an off roader, you know. So this is, you know, to some degree going to be competing with Wrangler and and Bronco, uh, you know. So you're going to have decent approach angles with this thing. Um, it's not, you know, I the, I saw the the GX in person. You know, it's not mm-hmm. this thing's not huge. Uh, you know, it's not small, but it's not huge either. It's it's pretty. I think it's pretty similar in size to a Bronco, yeah, um, uh, or a four door or a four door Wrangler. Just a scooch. I mean, you it, just maybe cut a off little bit right longer. there. It felt a little bit right than a Wrangler too. It felt a scotch bigger, but then it's got yeah. because the Wrangler has a different <laughs> round, round edges. Yeah. they're still both toasters, but I feel like the the Wrangler's a little rounder. Yeah, just a little bit right there. Slice. But like, I, I think during the presentation, I think you know they did show. Uh, images, uh, you know, some teaser images of a couple of other upcoming EVs from Toyota, right? FJ Cruiser. Yeah, one. Well, one maybe. of which was the uh, what the, um, not not the FJ Cruiser. I forget what they call it now. Uh, it's like the. Um, Let's just call it the baby. The, FJ the B- Cruiser. It's a, it's an electric. Um, you know, custom. I think it's custom cruiser is what they called okay. it. I miss uh, so, okay. It's called basically it's like when back in late at the end of 21, end of 2021, when Toyota had a presentation and they showed off like 15 electric concepts and said, this is what we're working on for the next several years. Um, One of them was this little FJ cruiser, like, um, you know, more, more like a a Bronco sport sized. It was uh, small. It was was smaller. It was, it was a tiny and everyone just kept calling it the baby FJ cruiser. Right. (laughs) And they, it's like they, Baby Yoda, but ones. that's not really its name. Yeah, that was one of the ones that, that they showed in, in the presentation. And that was, um, you know, they said that's coming. So, you know, you'll have a, a small electric off-roader from Toyota coming. I'm very excited about that. Yeah. For all the, the non-off-roading I do, which, I, you know, it would be fun to have it, but I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't buy it. Well, I don't. as long as they don't call it Grogu, I'm okay. <laughs> well, that's his name, okay? Mm-mm, Baby Yoda is his name, this Grogu Baby Yoda, it's not even the same off. person. It, Baby Yoda. He's Baby Yoda. <laughs> fight you, Robbie. <laughs> they should, I, I, I'm very excited to see when they put the, the uh, plug-in hybrid on the Land Cruiser, and then it'll go up against the 4xE. The 4xE sound like gangbusters. Yeah. This is... And and the the idea that you could like take your your Toyota and drive around all quiet like in the mountains, all stealthy, all stealthy, you can sneak up on deer, <laughs> ah. on, on cougars. Well, speaking of plug-in hybrids and at least Toyota and in cougars. the larger sense, um, they uh, they finally made an announcement this week about the uh, Lexus RX 450h Plus, um, which is the plug-in hybrid version of the new RX. Um, you know, that, that, that's finally coming. 
Um, last last year when they did the the RX Drive program in mm-hmm. Santa Barbara, they had a European spec, yeah, uh, 450h plus there for us to just do short drives with, and you know tried it out and it was fine. It was pretty uneventful, uh, but they. Uh, <laughs> Uh, now America gets that uneventful fun. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, we, we didn't have, <laughs> we didn't have, you know, all we could do was like drive around on the roads of the winery. You know, we couldn't right. actually take it out on the public go roads. Very, yeah. 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 So, you know, it's hard, it's hard to tell, you know, how good it is, but basically what you've got here is the powertrain from the, uh, uh, the RAV4 prime and the, um, and the NX, uh, plug-in hybrid. I forget the nx 458 is it also 450 h plus whatever um so. h is hybrid so, plus is plug-in yeah plus is plug-in yeah so two and a half liter four cylinder uh with the electric motor it's like a little over 300 horsepower uh which is actually pretty good um because it's all-wheel drive um zero to 60 time in 6.2 seconds again not too bad um and uh 35 mile um electric range so you know, for for most people, I think that'll be pretty good. If you if you like the Rav Four, like the technology in it, but just like just not fancy enough for you. Yeah, you just you demand more fancy. Yeah. Then you can demand get the more fancy. <laughs> if you demand more fancy, more fancy the Lexus RX four fifty H plus is your car. That's a lot of. What's the Venza have? Uh, the Venza is just a regular hybrid. It's just a regular hybrid. Yeah. yeah. Because the Venza is just a really nice. It's just like a, it's like a trim level of the Rav Four, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a less a less chunk. It's a sleeker <laughs> it looking but, Rav Four. But it still just has the hybrid. They haven't they haven't had the plug in. So now I feel like the R. If they, they need a Venza put, Prime. They need the Venza, Venza Prime. Prime. <laughs> and that'll be a little bit nicer than the. And but if you really want to go nice, so you have the the Rav Four, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Then you have the Venza, which is nicer, and then the uh, RX uh, 450H Plus, which is that's that's the that's expert mode when you're uh, yeah when you're going for fanciness. So uh, so the, the RX the is Toyota light up. <laughs> yeah, the the RX is going to start at seventy thousand eighty dollars. Again, kind of a strange price seventy thousand and eighty. Why 80. not just what's going on seventy thousand? No, that that includes that that includes delivery processing and handling fee. You're right. Okay. So they're putting everything in there. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So they're kind of they're not trying to trick you. It's like it's sixty five thousand dollars and it's four thousand dollars. <laughs> to get all the things you need on it, spend an extra five grand. <laughs> and it'll be available in the US by the end of the year. So there's that. It's gonna be a Lexus December to remember, people. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. But Toyotathon. When is Toyota? Toyotathon. Is that summer? Is, is Toyotathon summer? I think Toyotathon. Yeah, I think Toyotathon is summer. It's like it's usually like August. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. the end of the traditional model year when they're trying to get rid of all the the, the current model year stuff before the yeah, before the I'm new stuff shows up. But, yeah. but now stuff shows up. Toyota you know, launches all well, year no, round. This is last year. Last year it was November fourteenth to January third. Wow. Even in the summer. Oh, no, maybe. This, I, oh, you know, because they had problems making cars though. Oh, maybe so they just didn't have anything to sell. They could wait. They could wait along a while. This yeah. is last year's Toyotathon. Apparently, this year's Toyotathon has not been announced. 
I'm not seeing it. I'm just seeing last year's story. It just moves around. It's like, you know, one of those holidays. It's it's whenever they have some extra stock of cars that they need to move. Yeah, it's like a Pope. Like, they'll like, oh, oh, the the white smoke's coming out. Time for Toyota Thon. Time for Toyota Thon. (laughs) (laughs) We've chosen the dates. (laughs) Meanwhile, Lex is stuck with the December to remember. They're like, December, there's nothing to do. They don't get any white smoke. Suck it up. (laughs) They're like, we know it's going to be in December to remember. Uh, Happy Honda days, everybody. <laughs> Happy Honda days. So, so one one important thing about the last couple of things we talked about, these were all SUVs and crossovers. Um, and apparently we are poisoning the rest of the world with our, we have. With it's our like passion a for utility vehicles. Slowly across the globe. Yeah. yeah. So now Volvo <sighs> has decided to stop selling the their sedans and station wagons in the UK. So no Sorry, more S60s, yeah. V60s, or V90s available to British car buyers. Um, all you can get is XCs now from Volvo in the UK, which is, is. I think this is why there's no, there's not going to be another Honda E in the UK because they're they're yeah. Honda for EVs. They're going to be focused on SUVs. Yep. We've ruined the world with uh, our lifted with our lifted hatchbacks. That's all. And most of your SUVs are people. They're lifted hatchbacks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I own, I own a Hyundai Kona electric lifted hatchback. <laughs> yes. It's not really an SUV. It's not really. I'm, like, I'm not going off-roading to that thing. It's no. just I'm sitting to tire in my lifted hatchback. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So XC is only in, uh, in the UK from Volvo now, which oh. is sad. So I get, love that V60 get, so yeah. much. Get the V60 while you still can. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, that, that is that is the best Volvo. It, it, it is. It looks, like yeah, it looks great. It looks the, the V look the V90 is great, but I mean, for me at least, it's it's a little too big. It's a little too long. A little too big. That's the, the family car. Yeah, the V60 is just the right size. Yeah, the V90 is the family car. That's yeah. you know, that's that's the Griswolds. That's the the very fancy the Griswolds that the, the the instead of a food additive scientist, he's an architect. Yeah. <laughs> I know too much about the Griswolds. Way too much. Wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, another car that will no longer be available for sale, at least here in the U.S., is the Mazda MX-30. Surprise. Shocked, I tell you. Shocked. Shocked. Uh, the shocked. La- um, amazingly enough, the last time I was in L.A., I did see a second one in the wild. That's the second time I've seen yeah. one on the road in Los Angeles, in the Los Angeles area. I don't the- I don't know that I ever saw one other than the one that I, I I've seen. There's one or two around here, but of course, Bay Area. Yeah. So, where I live. so it makes sense that you would have some. Yeah. Yeah. There would be one. It's again, I like that. Other than the fact that the eventually the, 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 the cork is just going to get all gross. <laughs> it looks <laughs> that cool. That worries me. It looks so it's good. But all gross. I can think of is like, it's going to get gross. I destroy the center console by accident when it's just like, you know, plastic. <laughs> like, oh God, got crumbs they, in them. What's going to happen when it's it, cork? If they had just given the chassis people, I don't know, three more days, it would have been. <laughs> three more days, guys. No, we're announcing it now. And the chassis guys are like, hey, do you want us? Do you want us to work on that? They're like, nah, man, we got other cars that we're going to actually sell. You go over there and you make those cars awesome. You do other stuff. We're, just we're gonna, taking you off this We're just going to send no. them into the wild. Enjoy. And they're like, oh, okay. Yeah. And then we all got it. And we're like, this doesn't drive like a Mazda at all. This does not feel Mazda-y. So, nice Mazda-y so, so, Mazda. So what the, the other thing that that means is that we won't be getting the MX-30 plug-in hybrid here, uh, even though that one is available in Europe now. 
um, which is the return of the rotary, the, the Wankel rotary. So not here, not going to be coming here. Nope. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, I had a friend who used to work for Mazda and he worked for, he works for Lucid now. Um, Ooh. And he would he would tell me all these great things about the rotary engine. He's like, well, don't, but, but then he'd always like preface it with things like it wasn't good at. <laughs> He's like, well, it's not good for this, but it's really good for this other thing. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, you're not selling this to me. <laughs> um, see, Autocar uh, also reported on a uh, a new VW badge that was recently uh, trademarked. Uh, it's a it's a new variant of the GTI badge that replaces the eye with a lightning bolt, which kind of implies that maybe we might be getting an electric GTI coming soon. Yeah, electric mm-hmm. e golf, the best electric VW. Right yeah, now. definitely. The e golf was great. ID four is fine. It's kind of boring. Um, I don't think I've driven the ID four. No, I haven't driven any other. Oh, um, well, I mean, I love the bus, but. The the G the the e golf sort of the you know you get that fun golf fun in a car. It's all about the flavor, people. Yep. <laughs> so perhaps when the uh, the next generation golf arrives, you know we might we might see it. And actually, who knows? Maybe maybe they will drop ID three and repl- just to bring back e golf, you know, as the replacement yeah. for it, or and- just golf and just make it electric. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you don't. Even and have to call a lot it of e. most golf carts are electric anyway at this point. Come on, people. <laughs> right there. Why do I have to do all the work for Volkswagen? <laughs> but this is way better than a cart. Yeah. Uh, yeah it yeah. is significantly better. You can't. <laughs> you when a, someone takes like a real golf cart, that needs to be the tagline in advertising. Better than a golf cart. Like when someone takes a really hard left turn, you don't fly out of the passenger seat by accident. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All of this in the marketing materials. Are you listening, Volkswagen? <laughs> All free for you. Just take it. Free. Right? Free for uh, the taking. For you. All right. Uh, the other night, Fisker did a live YouTube stream um, where they. It was, I think they called it their product vision presentation or something like that. And they showed off a bunch of new stuff. It was way more than any, I think I didn't. Yeah. I was like, oh, Fisker's having a thing, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, it was like, Fisker's having a thing. You're like, oh no. Oh gosh. Oh wow. Like, okay. <laughs> and they showed off a bunch of stuff. Some of which might even eventually make it to production. If they can, yeah. you know, if they can start delivering the ocean in any significant volume. Haven't they? Have they? Deli- they have delivered. They some have. They've oceans, delivered some right? oceans. Yes. They've delivered some oceans in Europe. I don't. Did he they say? Did he say if they've delivered? Here. In, I think they have a few those? here. Not very many. Yeah. Like oh, twelve I'm or Googling. something. Or yeah. Or, um, I mean, they, they have apparently been having. They've a lot almost of meet MX issues. 30, Thirty. Well, yeah, that's everyone. Wait. Yeah. This says long awaited Fisker Ocean hits the road. U.S. deliveries begin June twenty oh, third. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they have. There's well, been some. Yeah, but I think, I think it's deliveries. A, yeah, twenty two. There we go. So According to this June twenty third announcement. I think. I think that's. I think that's more than than the number of Hummers that GM delivered in the second quarter. So. <laughs> well, there you go. So go the new guy. Well, not new, but the new company from the yeah. guy who's not new. <laughs> so. <laughs> So they, you know, they, they started off the presentation with the uh, the Ocean E Force, which you know, of course, you know, if you're going to do a crossover, you know, in 2023 and beyond, you have to have an off-roady sort of version of whatever you're selling. You know, like Ford's got the Explorer Timberline, and um, Nissan's got the what is it the um, oh something 
<laughs> I forget. They've got an off-roady version of the Pathfinder. Pathfinder Trailhead. No. Uh, what Where did that Creek? come from? Is it Trail Creek? Trail Creek? Creek? Something like that. Pathfinder something. Anyway, every, everybody's got, you know, versions of their crossovers with, you know, bigger off-road tires on them and presumably some something. Rock Creek. Some, Rock Sorry. Creek. Rock Creek edition. You're right. There we go. <laughs> find it <laughs> and, and, and some stuff that uh you know to, some software tweaks to hopefully make it work a little better off-road so fisker showed the ocean e-force which is their off-roady version of the ocean yeah okay um, Fine. Then, yeah, then, then the interesting <laughs> stuff started um they start off with the ronin which is um a convertible uh for well, he said it's a five seater. You know, I don't know how Import, you let's just actually say fit three people in the back seat. Uh, but it's you, know, you it's and a, your three model friends, and then yes. your it's you, tiny your one friend. regular size friend, <laughs> and your three model friends. Oh, your teeny tiny friends. <laughs> um, so there, there's that. That's coming in at least so far, supposedly in late 2025. Um, and it's supposed to have a three motor thousand horsepower drivetrain. Gee, I wonder where they got those specs from. Um, and, uh, and have a 600 mile range thanks to some sort of integrated battery pack. Um, mm. and I'm trying to find out more information about that and I'll let you know if I find anything out. Um, then came the Fisker pair, which they've been talking about for a while. That been, you know, they've been talking about that for ages now. Yeah. I feel like I, that's like news I heard a while ago. So this is supposed to be the cheap Fisker, and it's this supposed to have a starting price of twenty nine thousand nine hundred dollars. Okay. So this is smaller than the Ocean. You know, it's it's a car. It's not a crossover. I think they called it a crossover. It's not a crossover. It's a it's a car, but it's not really a hatchback. It's kind of a wagon because it doesn't have like a. It doesn't have a hatch. It has like a. Yeah, the, I, it just the, seems like it's the window. I'm sorry, what is the, it again, Robbie? What does it have? What's it does okay. it? Yeah, the rear really window slides down into the what would be the the tailgate bumper, and then Probably. the tailgate slide and the window slide down into the bumper, into the rear bumper. Yeah. So you don't have anything sticking out. You know, if, you, if you're in tight spaces, you know you don't have to, you don't have to worry about ever you have know to lift it up hatch and and having it hit a low ceiling or anything like that. I'm trying to. Um, did they show this in action? Is there video? They, they did. I need yeah. to see this now. I'll, I'm trying to. I'll, I'll, I'll find it and and uh, and. I'll just keep making that noise, and everyone can just imagine. <laughs> yeah. I, I was um, like, this sounds interesting. I saw Robbie's hand gesture slash sounds like. Well, now I got to see what this looks like. But there, you know, they, you know, this was clearly a very fir- a very early prototype that they were showing, because uh, the pair was originally supposed to date, you know come to market like by the end of this year by the end of 2023 mm-hmm. now it's more like uh what mid or late 2024 first deliveries in 2025 it says or 25 yes you're right yes. yeah we expect yeah. to begin first release in 2025 yeah mid, mid 2025 yeah. and this is the car that's supposed to be built by foxconn in lordstown ohio this this is this is so this many is the things reason. going so much to unpack from that statement. <laughs> where did, yes, you start, Robbie. <laughs> so Foxconn's a boondoggle. They got the factory from GM because GM closed the factory. Trump lost his well, they mind, got it, so they, they essentially got it from just, Lordstown Motors. Yeah, so they just so well. Oh, sorry, wait. Lordstown got it from GM. 
because Trump yelled at GM about it, and GM was like, "Fine, here. In fact, here's some money. Take our factory." Lordstown went. Lordstown's a boondoggle. That's just a big scam. That's as far as I. I love concerned. that word, boondoggle. Boondoggle. I'm so I happy you said it. Like I'm just gonna keep times, saying boondoggle. it because I know how much you love it. it. Say it. Um, what do you think? What do you think Lordstown is again, Robbie? A boondoggle. So then oh, now they they can't do anything because they don't even have stuff. Really, to be honest, <laughs> I think they made like five car five trucks. Um, so, sad. so now they're. Now Foxconn is coming in and they're using it to build and Foxconn was supposed to build a factory in Wisconsin at some point. They were going to build a uh, yeah. TV factory in Wisconsin, yeah. And then that just fell apart. Now Wisconsin really hates them. So they're going yes. over to Ohio. A Foxconn are the people who used to make your iPhone. And so they're sort of a manufacturer. They're like Magna but for like electronics. And so now they're going to get into making vehicles, and they're going to be making apparently this vehicle at the Lordstown factory. Because the day after Maybe. this, the day after this event, Henrik Fisker told somebody that, "Yeah, we're the Foxconn deal's not finalized yet. We're you know we're still working <gasps> really? on it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I who figured knows who's going to make it? Magna should just open another factory as yeah. outside of their Austria fact Austria should. production because I feel like they could make so much money on all these EV startups." Because they have to get paid to make the car. They make cars. I mean, they make the G-Wagon. They make the Supra. They make- and they've been doing it for decades. Yeah, they know what they're and doing. And they make most of the parts that go in the cars. Yeah. And so they, like, if you're like, this is like the genius of, of, uh, of, of, of Fisker is that he didn't build a factory. He didn't like, oh, let's go out. Like, right. let's go out and build a factory or, fa- or, or you know, Lord Sand, let's go buy this factory. He's a, you know, these people know how to build cars. <laughs> let's have the people who know how to build cars build let's us just, some cars. How about we just give them Which all the bits smart. and tell them, hey, go build this car for us. And they're like, man, we'll build your car. We'll make G-Wagons. We can do whatever we want. <laughs> And it's so surreal when you get there and you see, like you see them rolling. You're like, there's some Fiskars and like a small fleet of G wagons. You're like, who owns this place? It's very Who's weird. It? You know, what, <laughs> look at Supras. Come on, come over here. <laughs> what what Magna should do is they should just go to Foxconn and say, look, we know you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> here's <laughs> Let's just here, you, on the here's, table. here's here's four hundred million dollars. You know, you paid two hundred and seventy to Lordstown that they set on fire uh, for this factory, and We'll, you know, we'll give you a little return on your investment. Here's 400. Just go away. We'll take go it away. over. We'll Just, do it. We got no. this. Yeah. We, because they want, yeah. Because, and that'd be great for, for Magna because now the vehicles that they're building here in the United States, now they qualified for the, um, for the, the tax credits because, you know, if these vehicles, the Magna factories in Austria. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, yeah, there's no, there's no tax credit for that. Right. Unless you live in Austria, I guess. I don't know what the Austrian um, tax uh, situation is. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, there's, there, you, you can get incent- in Europe. You know, European customers can get various incentives mm-hmm. um, on the on the ocean, but but not here. Um, so there are some really interesting design features about this. We talked about the the rear hatch like mm-hmm. opening. Remember, just yeah. in your eyes, mind's eye. <laughs> it's got, it, it's kind of like a double window going down. Yeah. The window goes down into the car and driver. Go and car drivers article about this event. They have a gif of it. Oh, perfect. In action. There we go. I I will include. There we go. All right. And then the front for the frunk, it's supposed to be like a drawer that opens up. They didn't actually show that. And I don't think it's actually functional on the prototype that they had, but it's supposed to open up like a drawer, which is kind of, kind of interesting. But then inside, you know, they they put a lot of emphasis on you know where can we cut costs that it's not you know hopefully not going to be an impact you know for the people in the car 
So things like the the armrests, you know, normally you get into a car with four doors. There's an armrest on each door. Each one of them is a completely unique part, and they are not interchangeable with each other. On this one, they've designed it so that it's all completely symmetrical, and you can take the armrest and put it on any of the four doors. So you have one part, one part number. You know, so they 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 Henrik said that they reduced the parts count by like thirty five percent on this car. Wow, uh, pretty impressive. Um, I'm currently just being fascinated by the tailgate. <laughs> now you're watching thing. it. I'm watching it on the. It's it's like the the bottom part goes up really slowly. It's like, well, oh yeah, it's definitely. definitely this, this is a like a prototype. But then when the glass part goes up, it's like bloop, like get out of the way. Yeah. Like the glass is really really fast. Zip and the glass part. Someone's getting their arm stuck in that. They got to make sure so, that like, doesn't so I'm happen. Like, yeah. I'm getting, yeah. When I say someone, I'm going to get my arm stuck in that because I'm going to hit it and I'm like, oh, I got to get this thing out of the truck and I'm going to reach in. Someone would and be try to, <laughs> I'm going to guillotine my hand off. I'm going to end like Luke Skywalker. To Robbie. Well, there was a pair. Uh, uh, another interesting d- design detail on this thing is that you can get it with a front bench seat. So you have six people you can, in the car. You can have six people. It's a split bench. So it's like one third for the driver and two thirds, you know, that slides back and forth separately from the driver's seat. Hmm. Uh, but you can fit three people across it, you know, or at least three, again, slim people. Uh, you know, I don't know if, you know, Robbie and I and, and somebody else our size could fit comfortably in there. Yeah, but, um, you know, at least nominally three people across. So six, six seater, um, which is kind of kind of interesting. Um, you know, but well, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that this is awesome for especially when you're uh, when you're like when you're young. My my girlfriend had a Mazda 3500 B 3500. Is that or 2500? Anyway, she had the truck. Yeah. She had the little yeah. pickup okay. and yeah. had a bench seat. And so when we were driving, she could sit right next to me. I could put my arm around her and drive, and then have to move my arm and shift gears and then drive with. Her. <laughs> it's kind of nice. And there's a whole cake song about uh, driving around in your Malibu. <laughs> and have it because it has a bench seat and they can see your girlfriend or your, your boyfriend or whoever can sit Aww. right next to you while you're driving. So there's that. You can put your arm around your 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 partner or whoever you're dating um, in the, with a bench seat while you're driving. So that's nice. <laughs> that's the whole reason to buy it right there. That's it. That's the whole reason. Uh, that's the whole reason. If you, yeah. If you love love, <laughs> get the fence skirt there with love? a bunch seat in the front. So – so if and when this thing gets built, um, <laughs> Confidence. probably Go somewhere ahead. in North America, maybe in Ohio, maybe somewhere else, who knows? Um, it's supposed to start at just under thirty thousand dollars, you know, and they, you know, they made a big deal about, you know, with the tax incentive, you know, the tax credit, seven thousand five hundred dollars or twenty twenty two thousand two hundred twenty two thousand five hundred dollars, I should say. Yeah. Um, so that, pretty good deal. That, yeah, if it works, a, if it works out. Yeah, if they mm-hmm. if they manage to you know, figure out where to build it, then yeah, it should be a, should be a bargain and, you know, it'd be nice to have something this size, you know, that's, that's that affordable. Uh, they didn't say anything at all about range. Uh, so I'm guessing it's probably going to be somewhere around 200 miles, you know, at that price point. Uh, but again, that's fine for, for the vast majority of people. I can't remember the last time right. our car got down to hundred miles. <laughs> yeah. It's got two fifty something. And I can't remember the last time, but like we got it down to a hundred yeah of range left over the course of a day um all right and then after they were done talking about the pair and you know henrik likes to talk um he likes to promote his stuff 
I've interviewed Henrik. He does yeah, love so to lot. talk. <laughs> he's 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 a he's a great person to interview. You know, oh yeah, he's great. It's not, it's not like yes. you got to drag information out of him. Oh no, you ask uh, one question, and twenty minutes later, you're like, oh, what was my next question? <laughs> Uh, so anyway, um, the, the, the next thing that they, um, they, they had, you know, a, a one more thing kind of thing, you know, the, 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 the other guy who was on stage with them, I can't remember who he was, um, some, some Fisker executive, um, and, uh, you know, he was trying to, or at least, you know, making like he was trying to wrap up the show. Obviously they weren't, you know, it was all a shtick. Uh, but you know, Henrik came back on and said, oh, we got one more thing we got to show up. And that was the Atlas. No. Alaska, Alaska. Sorry, I'm like Atlas. Wait a minute. That's Volkswagen's gonna be <laughs> really angry. Volkswagen's like, whoa, 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 buddy. <laughs> Hold up there, Henrik. <laughs> Hold up there, Henrik. Uh, uh, the the Fisker Alaska, yes, uh, which is a pickup truck based on Yay. the ocean. Shock, shock, shocking one there. Um, and uh, you know, some again, some interesting design details there. Uh, you know, it looks like it's you know a little bit smaller than a Rivian. Um and maybe a little bit bigger than a Santa Cruz or Maverick. It's the return of the Subaru Brat. That's what I'm going to tell you. But throw some it jump is... seats in the back. Boom, oh, done. I'm looking at the, a picture of the interior. Did you guys see this? The interior that looks like it has a drink on it that's the size. Oh, they talked oh, about yes. how they have like, like of a giant... cooler. It's gigantic. Yes. You would ha- you couldn't pick that up and drive. You just have to have a giant straw just directly from that all the way like <laughs> in your to face. your shirt, like a microphone, and then you could just lean over. What are those camelback the things? Is that the one? Oh yeah, ones? the camelback. It would have to be that because you could never pick that up without two hands. You gotta call up somebody. That's why you need that bench seat. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> someone could just hold well, a drink for you and hand. Well, it except to you, you don't you don't get the bench in the Alaska though. It's, oh, you, know, you, you, know, you gotta have you gotta have a console there to hold this enormous. You know, it looked oh, like yeah. a gallon water it, bottle. It's huge. It's like a it's gallon weird... of milk, but it's a water bottle shoved in, in there. In the video, he's like, look what you can do. And I'm like, that's such a weird flex. Okay. Yeah. yeah sure. I'm like, okay, do you need that much water? I mean, I appreciate you getting your. Yeah, you want to stay hydrated. Eight ounce glass. You'll stay no, hydrated in this. You'll visit every rest stop on your trip, too, if you're drinking like that. Everyone's too hydrated now these, nowadays. You, Overhydrated. Y'all need to settle down. <laughs> Y'all need to settle down, people. You don't need all that water. <laughs> so, um, you know, one of the things that they, they talked about at the beginning of this thing was Henrik talked about how every Fisker has to have at least four unique features that you can't find anywhere else on any other product. What and are so four unique features? For, for, the, for the Alaska, this ridiculous cup holder was one of the four unique features. That What else was a unique feature? What are the four uh, other? Let's see. There's a tray that slides out on the passenger side of the dashboard you know, that is like a tablet holder, you know, yeah. so you've, you've got tray. the big center okay. screen. So it's got the same rotating center screen. Oh, I see. They the have ocean. like a little thing propped on it. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, and then the, you know, the, um, you can pop up your own stuff. screen there. Um, the, the tailgate. So um, he, mm. he talked about how the Alaska is going to be the lightest electric pickup truck on the market, um, which, you know, if it's, that's a, I mean, that's that's it's, not tough. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. how hard is it to like, there's, they, they all if weigh, it's, it's like, based, they, based on the ocean, you know, so, you know, they should be able to get it, you know, somewhere in the, you know, 5,500 pound range, probably. Yeah, if it's uh, a which, compact to mid-size vehicle, I mean, everything yeah. is mid-size and up. So that's not, that's like, yeah. eh, I, I put the smallest penny out there in the right? world. Yeah. Next to uh, all the nickels. You're like, okay. My penny weighs <laughs> less than your, yeah. yeah your nickels, yeah. 
And it, you know, it it has a mid gate like the Silverado EV, except that unlike the Silverado EV where the mid gate folds down, this is the same mechanism that they're using on the back of the pair. So it actually the window drops down and then the the gate drops down and goes somewhere under the cab. Although, you know, with it's not Mystery entirely spot. it's not entirely clear how that works with the battery down there as well. Um, you know, they didn't really show us those details, uh, but you can fold down the back seat. So with the with the mid gate closed, the bed is four and a half feet long, which is the same length as uh, a Santa Cruz or a Maverick um, or the Rivian for that matter. Uh, and with it down and the seats folded down, you can and the tailgate up, you can have up to seven and a half feet. And then with the, nice. tailgate, with the tailgate down, it's you know up to nine and a half feet. So that's actually pretty good for a truck this size. You know, having, and when the when the seats fold it down, it's flat compared yeah. to the bed. Because I was watching that, I'm like, if it like folds down and there's like a bump or something, I'm like, oh, you blew it, dude. Yeah. No, flat with the bed. Yep. So nice, nicely done. So some 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 nice details on there. And again, this is based on the ocean, um, and they said that this should be coming out by Q4 of 2024. Um, so given that it's based on an existing vehicle, uh, if they can get all their software issues worked out. This one might actually show up, you know, somewhere in that time frame. Okay. So, Looks cool. See. We'll sure. See. Built by Magna, so you know, you know yeah. what they're doing. <laughs> Again, you're like, oh, that's. Well, well, no, I guess this one would be built by Foxconn if it's built on the same platform. That platform would be well, built at Ohio. Well, n- no, the but prepare. this one I think will be built by Magna. Okay, go there because it is it is the ocean, and oh, the Magna. ocean does. I'm sorry, not yeah. the pair. Right. Such weird naming. <laughs> Ronan, <laughs> Ocean, Alaska. Know, they're kind Para. of all over the place. In most car companies, it's all over the place, to be honest. So, well, pair is actually an acronym. Yeah, know. it's like people eat per, per, personal all rice. I don't remember what it was. No, it's per, personal Electric Automotive Revolution. <laughs> okay, I, but electric. I like yours better. Let's 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 slow down there. Okay. Personal, like it's like Epcot, the environmental prototype community of tomorrow, and all everyone remembers is Epcot. No one's going to know what pear stands for. Yeah. Okay, people eat all the rice. What, oh, so, rice so what do you? After this. What, what do you? What do you put the odds of the pear and the Rona never showing up? Oh, mm-hmm. you know Rona's what? It's a stupid, expensive one, right? Yeah, the Ronin's going to take a while. I don't think wait, let's 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 not hold our breaths on the Ronin. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't. The yeah. pair was Foxconn. There's going to be issues. Foxconn. I just feel like there's going <laughs> to be think? delays. Yeah, I feel like there's going to be delays. The Alaska, though, I feel like Alaska's going to make it to market. Alaska could happen. I'm if I'm 100 can... with you. Alaska, yes. Ronin. If they, they they've given themselves enough like runway that it doesn't that it's you know they can say oh it'll be next year it'll be next year they i just feel like it's the, coming forever yeah i just feel like the pair is is the one that's going to have the most trouble just because again the foxconn lords now i feel like it's just that's the curse factory at this point <laughs> <laughs> like you're gonna walk in and beams are gonna fall and like barely miss people they're gonna have to bring a young priest <laughs> and an old priest like, in like little sounds in the background. Yeah, there's, there's ooh, so like poltergeist. The mansion, the soundtrack from the haunted mansion plays. And... Starts, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so not not uh, not feeling too confident on the pair. Then I think. <laughs> I mean, I think it'll eventually make. It. I just think it's going to be long. It's going to take longer than they anticipate, just because they're working with this 
again, Foxconn, who makes, you know, they're great at making iPhones, but an iPhone and a car are not the same thing. No. Not the same thing. Like, my iPhone doesn't have wheels. See? You're, well, my <laughs> this iPhone is for the one person watching the feed. About. My iPhone doesn't have wheels. <laughs> 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 doesn't have wheels. No, mine does. I don't know what down market iPhone you bought, Robbie. I'm I'm very I'm 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 notoriously cheap. I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Um, finally, um, I went to uh, lunch on Friday uh, with for a preview of the 2023 Detroit Concours d'Elegance, um, which <clears throat> was uh, the the show was acquired a couple of years ago by Haggerty. Um, and last year, yeah, they bought, they bought all the concourse. Um, and last year, 2022, they moved the show from the Inn at St. John's in Plymouth, Michigan to downtown Detroit, to, uh, Detroit Institute of Arts, uh, the grounds around the, the DIA. Um, and, um, uh, they, they wanted to get it closer to the people, to the people of Detroit. Um, and so, you know, this year they uh, still doing it at the DIA, doing a few changes. Last year, one of the new things that they added was a ride and drive program. They brought a whole bunch of vehicles from uh, Haggerty's uh, Heritage Fleet, you know, because we talked about this in the in the distant past. Uh, Haggerty's got a bunch of cool old vehicles because the way they operate is um, a, as an insurance company focused on the classic car market is the the policies that they do, you know, you can get an insurance policy from them where there's a, a guaranteed price um, for, you know, to, to cover, you know, that they will cover your car for. And if you decide, you know, if you need to make a claim and you decide, you know, that you want to just take the money, they will buy the car from you for that price. And then they have a program up at their headquarters in Traverse City, Michigan, where they do training, you know, for apprentices, you know, for car restoration and, and repair. And so they have a bunch of old vehicles that they've acquired over the years that they have fixed up, um, including there's a 1968 uh, Shelby GT500 that they have. Ooh. They have a 71 Ford Bronco, uh, both of which I've driven um, and a bunch of others. And so they they take these around to various events. Oh, uh, hold on. Uh, yeah, I had some audio coming through from uh, one of our listeners, uh, but uh, I just think I, I think I muted him. Uh, anyway, um, they're doing the, the last year they did the ride and drive at uh, Comerica Park, which is mm, about 10 minutes walk south of the DIA, still in Midtown Detroit. Uh, but they, you know, it was kind of at a distance. So this year they're kind of consolidating everything right around the DIA to make it more convenient for people. So that'll help, I think. Uh, and hopefully the the weather will be good. Um, this year, uh, every year the 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 concourse has had a special honoree, and it's in the past it's always been an individual. Uh, like last year, it was Ed Welburn, the former uh, head of uh, design at General Motors. Um, this year, they've decided to honor Powered by Detroit, the, honoring the people who put the world on wheels. So the work, the workers Ooh. at Detroit Auto Factories, um, which will be interesting because um, the the show is uh, February 22nd and 23rd. 
which is about a week after the UAW contracts expire at GM, <laughs> Detroit, and Stellantis. Well, I and, hope that works out. Yeah, there, there's, a, there's a very <laughs> yeah. high probability that at least one of those manufacturers will be in the midst of a strike uh, when the concourse uh, is happening. Well, actually, it turns out the Detroit Auto Show Media Day is the day before the contract expires. Um, and oh, well, the day before, oh yeah. be the day. that way we have some and, more to do. And the contract oh, expires, you know, right before the um, uh, the the um, charity oh, fundraiser, the char- the black tie charity fundraiser at the auto show. Uh, and so it could be going. You could see uh, UAW pickets, you know, picketing out in front of Huntington Place show. as oh, people no. as people are cool. open to the public. So that could be interesting. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm excited a- for drama. Yeah. <laughs> Yay, bring it. They've got a bunch of special groups that they're honoring this year. They've got the 120th anniversary of Buick, um, 57 Heaven, so cars from 1957, Mopar Magic, 1960s Ferraris, Radwood Detroit, because uh, Radwood uh, is oh, going to be here in Detroit the week before um, the concourse. Because they and, bought Radwood as well. Yeah. Um, Japanese Classics, um, 75th anniversary of Porsche. Uh, celebrity uh, cars owned or driven by celebrities, uh, 60th anniversary of Lamborghini and 60th anniversary of McLaren. Uh, this so- sounds so much better than the Pebble concourse, by the way, the Elegance, because the Pebble, like it's all it's there's no Japanese cars like they're like Acura has like a l- few or Lexus has like a few hmm. cars that they bring in every year now. But there's like it's yeah, it's it's all just old white people cars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, this is one of the things about the the concourse here in Detroit. They've always had some unusual classes. Like they they usually have a class for drag racers. Um, one year they had a class for classic rally cars. Oh, see, uh, this sounds way better than. Why am I going to Pebble? Yeah. Boo, Pebble. Uh, a couple, <laughs> couple of years fun. ago, no, they had the the wedge class. Um, so they oh, had. Geez. They had uh, like you know my friend Richard Truitt brought his one is one of his Triumph TR8s. Uh, there was uh, a Lancia Stratos, um, Lamborghini Countach, you know, and a, um, a, a Lotus Esprit, and a bunch of other wedge cars. So it, they always get some unusual stuff here. Yeah, see, that's the and Sounds also so much better. One one last thing. Usually the concourse is on Sunday, and they have other events going on on Saturday. The Saturday before. Um, this year they're moving it to Friday and Saturday, uh, because the Sunday is the beginning of Yom Kippur. So it'll be Friday, September uh, 22nd and Saturday, September 23rd at the DIA. Cool. Right. So if you're in the Detroit area, go down, go downtown and check out the, uh, the concourse. It's, it's that sounds again, that sounds, actually sounds way cool. cooler than the, 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 the Pebble, like they have, they have like a caviar booth. Yeah. Just so much more <laughs> than I am. How long are you at Pebble? How long is that trip for you? So the Monterey week starts on Thursday and ends on Sunday. So I'll be there Thursday for some events. Then Friday is Quail, which which is kind of where all the news really comes from. Right. And then Saturday is usually track day. Um, but I have to come back and do a show. <laughs> My band, one of my bands, has a show. Oh, so you and can't go to the the oh, um, no. motorsports reunion. So I might go in the if anything in the morning I can do, but then oh. I have to leave, drive back, go to Alameda, do a show, turn around, oh, go goodness. back, and get up the next morning, and then go to the concourse, That's which is 
a lot of just really old. Like, here's a DeSoto. I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> it's just the cars. That's the problem. Is like I've seen 95% of the cars that are there are always there. Yeah. And they're all flown in, and you know, so it's, it's a, it's yeah, it's very, it's. It, I'm a very simple person. <laughs> <laughs> I, I you don't want no fancy caviar and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, I will eat some cereal after this podcast. <laughs> you were eating toast when it started. I had some, so yeah, I have some toast. To seems pretty on track. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I yeah. So it, it is, I, it is far fancier than I will ever be. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if "unfortunately" is the word, but it's just say it's it's far fancier than I am. So at some point, I'm like, "Oh, these are cool" because I get to look at these cool cars. But at the same time, I'm like, "Oh, I've already seen these cool cars like 70 times." Yeah, and we have a bunch of those cars too. I mean, we have brassier cars. And, yeah, you know, uh, once you see one, yeah, once you see one Desoto, you've seen them all, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Sorry, Desoto owners. It's, it's the other groups that always draw me to the. It track. is. It is the other the other groups, which I wish there was more of at Pebble. It, Pebble just needs to diversify. diversify. Yeah. All more right. so than litter anywhere else. <laughs> so that's it for the new stuff. Um, and then we have one listener question this week from Ed, which came in via email, and you can send those to feedback at wheelbearings.media. Um, you can also. Uh, Send us, you know, if you want to record your questions and send us the audio, we'll include that in the show. Um, so anyway, Ed asks, uh, says, thanks for answering my long question earlier about CCS versus NACS connector. It was wonderfully explained. Well, we try. We do what we can. Uh, question you one. Must, you must answer the question. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all contributed to it. Okay. Um, Anyway, uh, question one from Ed this week says, I often see Michigan manufacturer license plates in California. Are these test vehicles being driven by the engineers working on them? Do the vehicles you test drive have these types of plates? Uh, so yes and yes, basically. Yeah. Um, you know, most automakers, um, you know, they will take their vehicles to a wide variety of locations to do testing, um, you know, to test them in all kinds of different environments. Uh, I know, you know, when I was still working as an engineer, I spent many long winter weeks in places like International Falls, Minnesota, and the, you know, the Arctic portion, the Arctic region of Sweden, um, doing winter testing and doing hot weather testing in places like Mesa, Arizona. They take them to, um, uh, they take vehicles to Pikes Peak in Colorado to do brake testing. They drive up Pikes Peak and then. Um, heat soak the brakes and then drive down Pikes Peak and see if they can still stop when they get to the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, it's not quite that dramatic. I don't know, boys. We I feel like there could be a nice straight downhill road that's like somewhere that someone could use. But, like, you know, let's go to Pikes Peak. Yeah. See what happens. Uh, you know, so they, they and you know, Southern California is one of the places they go. They also go to Death Valley. Uh, if you want to see, you know, what the the Photographers, the group of photographers who do all the spy photography, um, one of the places where they hang out, you know, there, there's a number of places they know where these vehicles are being tested. They know where the proving grounds are. They know, um, you know, the, where the cold weather locations are. Death Valley is one of those places. Um, and, you know, there are certain times of the year when you will see these test vehicles running around Death Valley and you will see photographers hiding out taking with long lenses, taking pictures of them. Um, and you will see them running up the Pacific coast highway in, uh, in Malibu, uh, and various other places in California. And 
you know, some of them, a lot of them have Michigan manufacturer plates. You know, if they have uh, R and D facilities here in Michigan, and many of them do, but you'll also find find them with manufacturer plates from uh, from other places like a lot the Toyotas these days. You know, they will. Yeah, well, I'm not sure the development vehicles because their their R and D centers are actually here in Ann Arbor. I think they oh they have Michigan, Michigan templates. Yeah, that's what I was trying to figure out. I but, bet a lot. What you see, Michigan, there they could very well be engineers. But I'm thinking some of the other manufacturer plates we get, they aren't doing development. It literally is just yeah media and, driving it. And, you know, and sometimes you know most of the time it's the engineers, but also sometimes it's just test drivers. You know, they're doing durability testing. Mm-hmm. You know, where they're just racking up miles. Uh, so they're not necessarily engineers, but they they work for the manufacturers, you know, doing doing the durability testing. So around here, you know, where I live in Southeast Michigan, you see M plates all the time, but you see them quite frequently in in California as well. Um, yeah, yeah. Sorry, and 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 some some of the test vehicles we get do have M plates on them. Depends on the manufacturer, um, you know, and uh, sometimes it's Michigan plates. For some reason, Hyundai vehicles have Illinois manufacturer plates on, which I don't understand because Hyundai doesn't have a factory in Illinois. They don't, I don't have think any major. Mine do. I think mine are. I thought mine were California. I think mine are. Well, the ones we get here usually huh. uh, usually have Illinois plates on them. Now I have to pay attention to the next Hyundai I get to see what kind of plates are on it. Yeah, BMWs have New Jersey plates on them mm-hmm. because BMW's U.S. headquarters is in New Jersey. My so my latest BMW had California plates on it. It was really weird. They're just messing with us now. Oh, yeah, They're just doing this to mess with us. <laughs> just the late like they've all had New Jersey plates up until I got the M2, huh. when it had California plates. Okay, it was weird. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Chaos. Um, and the Toyota that's in my driveway right now does have a Texas plate on it. So, all right. Um, question two from Ed. Why do manual transmissions have a clutch pedal? Why not have a button to serve its function? Is this a holdover from the original design of the ICE engine? Uh, and for context, when I was learning to drive, I tried a manual transmission car. And at some point it stalled and thought it was way too complicated and confusing to me. Uh, well, that happened with my younger child. Uh, they, they, after one lesson tr- trying to learn how to drive the, uh, my Mustang, uh, said, that's it. I'm done. I'm and, out. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, manual tra- uh, clutch pedals. Uh, well, a lot of race cars actually do have, uh, buttons, steering wheel buttons for the clutch pedal. Formula one cars do, I think, I believe Indy cars do, uh, the, actually they don't have a button. They have a paddle. So they actually, yeah. you know, they'll have. On the usually on the left hand side of the steering wheel, they'll have one paddle for shifting and the other paddle for the clutch. Um, and so a lot of race cars do use a, a either a paddle or a button on the steering wheel for the clutch uh, because once they get roll and they only use it to launch. Once they get rolling, then they um, they don't shift or they don't use they don't use the clutch. They they just uh, shift with the paddles because uh, they shift under power. Um, if and you're watching the live feed, I am I am showing how that he's works. He's been shifting yeah. like, like he's and then the when you're going fast enough, you can know just do this. Years he's done, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's that's exactly right. So Jeff and uh, Friedland, you can see that. Yeah, you can see you that. that. You saw my my yeah. my miming. <laughs> uh, but that it, it has not always been the case. Um, if you remember, if, if you're old enough to remember back to the early 1970s, the VW Beetle Sportmatic. And I believe Porsche had this uh, available on some cars as well. Um, 
the clutch was actually activated when you grabbed the shifter knob. Um, and uh, so when you grab the shifter knob, it would oh. disengage the clutch and then you'd shift. And when you let go of the shifter knob, it would re-engage the That's- clutch. That sounds kind of cool. Was that easy? I wonder, or was that a pain in the butt? I, I don't know. I never drove one of those. Um, hmm. and they, they didn't last for very long. It sounds like not maybe easy. not that great. Yeah. <laughs> maybe not that great. Because you like rest your hand on the, on the shift. You need to accidentally shift. engage it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but also, you probably had to push down on it. You probably had to like give it a little. It had to have been another I, step. I don't I think, think I feel so. like you can just, like, especially like you couldn't just like grab it. Or maybe it had like a pull. Did it have a pull? Like you know, the the rear, you know, the the reverse. Some of the reverse have a little pull. Uh, yeah, you collar. pull up on like a little collar. Yeah, I don't know. See, uh, according to Wikipedia, the name Auto Stick has been used for Volkswagen semi-automatic transmissions, which is a vacuum-operated automatic clutch system coupled with a conventional three-speed manual transmission. Uh, the Auto Stick system, originally designed by Chrysler allows for manual selection of gears with a standard hydraulic automatic transmission, also known as a manumatic. Uh, yeah, okay. Anyway, um, I, I, I don't know um, exactly how the VW <laughs> worked. Work. <laughs> we'll look it up. But uh, it, it was there. It was, you know, they, it, they called it the Sportmatic on the Beetle, at least anyway. Um, and some of the other, I think on, on the, the Type 4 uh, air-cooled Beetle or air-cooled VWs. So... Um, yeah, so, so, but clutch pedals are more fun. Oh, so how, uh, the reason you need it is because it, it disengages at a certain, like when you hit this certain pressure point, that's when it engages or disengages the clutch. So you can like sort of, you can control a manual transmission vehicle far better than you can, uh, automatic transmission vehicle. So that's why the manual moves so much instead yeah. of the button. And I think part of the reason why VW went away from the Sportmatic thing is because it was basically just on off. You couldn't really modulate the clutch. And so I think it was actually harder to launch. Like if you're on a hill, you know, with, with, yeah, a, if you're binary. on a hill with a manual oh, transmission, yeah. you know, you can have your, have your left foot on the clutch pedal and, you know, and adjust it, you know, hold it just enough to hold you so you don't mm-hmm. roll backwards down the hill. Uh, and then, you know, give it a little gas and then, and then let the clutch go uh, and accelerate up the hill. And I think it, I think, it didn't work that well with the Sportmatic system um, because you, you didn't really have that control over when the clutch engaged and disengaged. It was just on or off, basically. So your left hand, left foot braking. Yeah. Regular, not not racing. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that's it for this week. Um, that's it. We're we, done. We will be back <laughs> next week. <laughs> And I'm going to shut off the live stream now and say (laughs) goodbye. Bye, everyone.